Pulp MX Network production. Pulp MX fans, we're 550 plus shows and counting thanks to your support of our sponsors. Get the Pulp MX app for iOS and Android today. Save money with discount code PULPMX at btosports.com and click the Amazon banner on PULPMX.com for all other online purchases. It's the BTOsports.com Steve Mathis Show, presented by Fox Racing on RacerXOnline.com. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome to the BTOsports.com RacerX podcast presented by Fox Racing. BTOsports.com, check them out on the web for anything you need, bike or body. Use the code PULPMX to save yourself money. Go around, shop around, check out other competition, then go back to BTOsports.com. You'll find better prices, better shipping, a brand new website. Uh, you guys that live that don't live in America, it's they got fantastic shipping programs for you guys. And again, use the code PULPMX. And you save yourself money. And, of course, Fox Racing, foxhead.com, the official gear of uh, Ken Roxon, Ryan Dungey. Right now, 1-2 in the 450 MX class. And uh, 2015 stuff should drop soon. Foxhead.com, Fox Racing, some of the best stuff out there. We thank uh, those guys for, for coming on board with us. This is an emergency pod, everybody. Emergency pod. Monday morning. Lots to talk about. I'm your host, Steve Mathis. With me to uh, break down a, a few topics that, that have come up. I don't know if any of you guys have been following this anymore, but there's, there's been some news. Uh, joining me to talk about it, the RacerX online editor. And yeah! <laughs> Jason, uh, Jason Wygant. Yeah! You rattled me there. Scared me yeah. a little bit. Um, I'm ready. And, uh, and also, too, a WPS uh, uh, man and uh, sometime RacerX uh, editor, or sometime RacerX contributor, the Jason Thomas. JT, what's up? Yeah, there's a. So I heard there's some things going on we got to talk about. Emergency pod. If I had one of those sirens, like a bat siren or whatever, I would activate it right now. Like when you say emergency pod, I think of like a sci-fi movie and people like yeah. evacuating a well, spaceship. Yeah, get in the emergency pod. Um, okay. This is bit- the most exciting non-racing weekend, at least non-racing for nationals or supercross <laughs> ever. They say things happen in threes, and I think I think we got it. I think we got the trifecta. <laughs> Uh, this weekend, there's no doubt. Um, and again, uh, uh, people have been calling for this on Twitter. I don't know if you guys have been hit up by it, but uh, certainly on my Twitter, people are like, when are you going to talk about this? When are you going to have a pod? Uh, I was up in Canada um, at the National this weekend, and uh, so we couldn't do it then. But uh, so, yeah, the, the big news, we finally found our drug cheat. Uh, people have been talking about this. This is a big thing. Um, uh, on my Twitter over the years and, and, and emails and on the, the shows and stuff, the Lance Armstrong and, and NFL guys and, you know, more than ever performance-enhancing drugs are in the news, and people have always wondered how dirty is our sport of motocross, supercross, and how much is going on, and do these riders actually have syringes in their arms before they go to the line? But we've had testing uh, for a number of years in supercross since 2009, I believe, and 2014 saw the debut of testing in the outdoor series. And we got a guy. But, or did we get a guy? As usual with our sport, um, 
you just never really know uh, what's going to happen. Uh, for so people, James Stewart tested positive for an amphetamine uh, by the FIM, which is uh, WADA, uh, widely believed to be Adderall, and I think it is. Um, from what things that I know, I think it's Adderall for attention deficit disorder. Uh, I guess first, JT. We'll go to you. Um, I've been reading a little bit about this on the plane and stuff back and forth from Canada. It really depends on what you read and who you talk to on whether Adderall is even a performance-enhancing drug. I mean, it is according to WADA, so let's not kid ourselves. They've determined it is. But, I mean, as far as racing supercross, this is not an EPO bust. This is not a steroid HGH bust. No, it's not. Um, but to directly answer your question, is it performance enhancing? I do believe it is, uh, especially if you don't have legitimate needs for it, mm-hmm. which you could go, you can argue all day about whether, you know, the ADHD, uh, kind of revolution and all that kind of thing. There's a lot of people that think it, you know, it exists and doesn't exist and it's a, uh, yeah. product of your environment and all these different things. And I don't really know enough. I'm not educated enough to really say whether it is or isn't. That's a, that's a huge, yeah, that's a whole nother debate. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. But if you do not have ADHD or ADD, uh, yes, I, I do believe it is because I've I've personally witnessed people using it to study for tests and do lots of things that uh, basically improves your focus and concentration and lots of things. For me, the question is, does he have a legitimate need for it or was it used to actually enhance his performance? And, and I don't know the answer to that, but that, that to me, that's the crux of the question. Yes, yeah, see, seeing as uh, the research I've done and the people I've talked to, if you actually have ADD and you've been prescribed Adderall, the effects are very minimal. You get used to it. Your body builds it up, and it, it's, it helps you uh, uh, get away from uh, the symptoms of ADD. But it's not a massive boost like it is for someone who doesn't have it and just takes it at one time. So, Weege, the problem we have, though, We'll get to James and, and, and the test itself. The problem we have with this is people don't really know if he's going to be on the line at Muddy Creek. He's been provisionally yeah, suspended. Mean, that's, that's, that's part of the problem. It becomes dumb. This, like you said, as it always has to be in this sport, it can never be simple, right? Mm-hmm. It would have been so simple if USADA, who is new to testing in the outdoors, and they're doing blood testing. So it would be much harder to, uh, for it to be a gray area. I mean, they're doing blood and urine. It would, be, it would have been so simple if some rider who did really well, got caught with, like, HGH, EPO, roids, which is out of his mind, <laughs> skying high on PEDs, caught him at a blood test at the outdoors, and then it affected him racing at the outdoors. But, of course, we have to have mm-hmm. three elements at play. A, the most polarizing rider in the history of the sport. B, a test in one series that may potentially have an effect on another series. And the final thing is this... Adderall situation, which it's really hard. You, you could talk to 100 people, and 50 will say that it's fine, and 50 will say it's, it isn't. Now, of, of the rules say it's not fine. We're all agreement on that. But as far as should he, is that a ridiculous thing to get suspended for or not? I mean, I talked to a trainer today, a trainer of another rider, who, you know, would probably benefit Stewart to be penalized, or, and he's like, I don't I don't see that you shouldn't be allowed to race with that unless there's some unknown reason, like it's a masking agent for something else, and we're just not aware of that. Right. But as far as the effect itself, right. but then you'll hear plenty of people that say, oh, no, 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 no. You talk to people in the NFL, you talk to people in baseball, this is a huge, huge, huge performance advantage. So, yeah. what well, a mess I don't know. Um, I don't know. around. I don't know if I clarified it, people, but this was a test from Seattle Supercross. I don't know if I said that. 
So yeah. two months ago in Seattle, the top three in both classes uh, submitted urine tests. So that's where we're running into. But Weege, as is typical in our sport, and it's just so screwed up, yep. USADA, who tests for the outdoors, is technically a division of WADA. Who, who did Much test- like the AMA is also technically a division of the yeah. FIM. Yes. So I think that's everything that is trying to get ironed out right now. How does this really work? I don't think this is a scenario that anyone was ever anticipating in advance. Hey, just in case a WADA test from the <laughs> FIM comes in, how would it affect a USADA-governed, AMA-sanctioned series? There's a connection in there somewhere. How strong is that connection? Well, uh, yeah, that's exactly it. Um, yeah. And, and, and we'll get into James's defense a little bit more. There's going to be a B sample tested from what I understand. Um, let's just get into some opinion here. Uh, do you, JT, do you think this should carry to the outdoors? If you were just, just what you know here Monday morning, should he raise Muddy Creek? Oh, I don't, I really don't know. <laughs> I don't even, I'm not, I don't think I've made my mind up to be completely honest. I, I don't okay. know because there's just so much gray area. There's, there's a lot of racing that are run by completely different people that have really no connection to each other other than having the same riders and teams there so it's the the real thing i'm waiting for is the results from lakewood that's and unfortunately i don't think we're going to get those back before muddy creek but that's really the smoking gun to me is if he if he fails the usada test at lakewood for the same exact thing then i think you have to do something for the outdoor series but until that happens i really don't know i could i could i could see it really going both sides yeah, well, for people who don't understand, AMA Pro Racing was sold to the Daytona Motorsports Group uh, years ago, and the Supercross people uh, still have something to do with the AMA in Ohio, and the FIM, which is uh, the AMA is ultimately under the FIM, uh, years ago in the Supercross promoter feud, the uh, guys at Feld Motorsports then Clear Channel went and got AMA sanction, or FIM sanctioning to help them in this battle that was going on behind the scenes with the AMA. But if you get the FIM, you have to get the WADA. FIM is, 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 is on board with that. And there's still some Ohio AMA influence in Supercross. Now, go to the outdoors. The AMA Pro Racing, that's different, folks, than AMA. AMA Pro Racing was sold to Daytona Motorsports Group, which then hired or sold or leased... Reach, Weech, am I, am I saying that right? Hired or sold or leased? Yeah, d- d- not sold. Definitely okay. not sold. I mean, uh, yeah. okay. Daytona Motorsports Group. Uh, basically, the thing that makes this more confusing is Daytona Motorsports Group bought the rights from the AMA. To um, The AMA had put every professional racing series they have for sale, except Supercross, because they already were pretty satisfied. Obviously, that series was running pretty strong. Um so that was not up for grabs, so that stayed the way it was, which is AMA Ohio, traditional AMA. When we think AMA, it's Supercross continues. It's the way it's always run. Every other series they put up for grabs individually, but Daytona Motorsports Group made a great move, I think, and just said, well, we'll just buy all the series. That would be motocross, mm-hmm. road racing, flat track, ATV motocross, a couple other things, I think, in there as well. Um, bought them all. I think the one they were really most interested in was road racing to run themselves, And then I think they went back to some of the people that wanted the individual series and said, well, the AMA no longer owns them, we do, but if you really want to run it, you can just get it from us instead of the AMA now that the AMA no longer owns it. 
yeah. in the course of motor in the sense of motocross, it was MX Sports who now runs um, the Nationals as we know them, and also the ATV Motocross Series. So the, what that means is that MX Sports does uh, run it, and it is, I should mention, also a partnership with Ally Sports, which is owned by NBC. But <laughs> deep down, it's still oh. uh, Daytona Motorsports Group's yeah. uh, series. They do own it. And to confuse us more, this would have been much more clear if Daytona Motorsports Group just decided to call themselves Daytona Motorsports Group. But for clarity and consistency, they said, you know what? We're buying AMA Pro Racing, and we'll just keep the name AMA Pro Racing. So they've kept the name, the old name, because that's the name people knew, which is weird because it's essentially like you're talking two AMAs, but it's well, because they bought the name and kept the name. Yeah, and and also, too, in full uh, disclosure, uh, MX Sports, a sister company of RacerX, which is where you're yeah. listening to this very podcast on. Yeah, so, yeah, keep yeah. that in mind. Right. Um, right. But so the outdoor people, you will not find an AMA person at an outdoor national. An AMA, what the people we see in Supercross, we will not see them at an outdoor national, except some of them get leased out or rented by MX Sports to help scoring and run things that way. But it is basically a AMA Pro slash DMG slash MX Sports production. Uh, yeah, like at Supercross, when we have a question about rules, uh, there's Kevin Crowther who works for the AMA in Ohio and also John Gallagher who is part of the FIM. Mm-hmm. You don't see those guys at the nationals making the rules. It's, it's a different series. They're not... Yes. In charge of that. <laughs> so that just gives an idea. We have, I think, Jeff Canfield's part of the MX Sports side, Roy Jansen, guys like that. So it just, it's just, it's a lot more different than it might sound because they both have AMA in them. Right. They're really not so, the same. People I speak to are confident that James Stewart's Supercross positive test is not going to affect him from Muddy Creek, and the, if this penalty goes forward, it will he will be dealt with in Supercross. That's what I'm getting but we don't really know for all the reasons we just laid out. It's sort of a mess. Sort of. Sort of. Um, uh, James, now, now you, can, you can use Adderall if you have a therapeutic... Ther, ther, therapeutic... Ther, <laughs> you might need it. Yeah. Sounds like you need it. Therapeutic, therapeutic uh, exemption, uh, i.e. prescribed by a doctor. And... Uh, uh, this, the Stewart camp, Yoshimura Suzuki put out a press release. By the way, Weege, that was good PR on their part, getting in front of everything. I like that. Yeah, and I heard that was not going to happen. Oh, they, really? Okay. They chose that was the way to go. And let's be honest, we're, I'm going to get a little off topic here, but like, if you can draw a parallel to any other PEDs, and I know it's only Adderall, it's not full-on Lance Armstrong, it's not roids, whatever, mm-hmm. like baseball, but most of the time the dudes that get out front of it and admit it straight out, Later on, their legacy or whatever you want to call it is a whole lot better than the mm-hmm. dude denied, 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 denied. Yeah, absolutely. So get on it, and that's so, pretty much what they did. Yo, Shamira got on it, got a PR out, and said that they look forward to this being resolved. Um, by resolved, I sort of mean, i.e., we're going to get a doctor's note. And from people I talk to behind the scenes over at JS7's camp, they think that they're going to be okay. They think that they're going to be able to produce a prescription or a note that shows James was okay to take this substance, again, widely believed to be Adderall. But, JT, I'm not so sure that that'll work. Like, I don't think WADA just goes, oh, okay. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> the interesting thing here is, and, and I don't think that this is rocket science to, to know that this is very political, despite what's going on with the rules or tests or anything, I just think there's going to be a lot of people weighing in, 
you know, on influence on just a lot of things. Um, James Stewart is arguably, you know, the most famous writer in the sport. Um, and to have this tarnish both the sport and James's name is not something that I don't think, I don't think anybody wants that. So there's so many different ways this comes down, uh, not only for Muddy Creek, but for James's legacy, for his Supercross future as of next year. I don't see how there's any way we could possibly know what direction they're going to go at this point. I just don't. Well, the the B sample will be tested, and, and I, I imagine, you know, a note will be produced. You're supposed to clear that beforehand, of course. I don't know. We these guys, these guys don't fool around. Wada, Usada, and whatever oh, other Ada. No way. They busted way bigger people, and they they definitely don't care. I mean, they would be useless if they did. You know, the whole point of doing this is that these dudes are not going to be pushed around. Right. That's that's what they bring to the table. Um, but I'm sure a lot of people listening to this, as always, especially in the case of James Stewart, you probably already have a pretty strong opinion one way or another. But to kind of explain why this is complicated. We're now down to the gray area of he, is, he has been caught taking something that they have said. It is actually okay to compete with it. You just have to have a note ahead of time. So they're not necessarily saying that if you were to compete on Adderall, no one on earth could possibly compete with you, and that's ridiculous. It's really just about having a note ahead of time. So even to determine the performance-enhancing effects, that even blurs those lines a little bit right there. It does. Because they're not saying, does. dude, we don't care. Like, come on, that's right. such an advantage. We don't care what you have. Like, it's just so typical of our sport. We didn't catch a guy with a syringe taking HGH, and that's it. You're done. This is I a think great. everyone was prepared for that. Like, I know that people are going to say this sport is ridiculous. They don't follow their own rules. I believe that bringing in USADA in the Nationals or having WADA in Supercross or any combination of that, if they caught a rider full-on doping, I mean, these are called the anti-doping associations, I think everyone was prepared for the bad news of that. Right. It would suck, but they're, they know that's what they signed up for. Yep. Here it's not. I don't think anyone saw it coming in this direction. And, of course, the first <laughs> rider ever is James Stewart. Right, 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 exactly. James- I mean, I hate to say this, but if it was Jesse Nelson, yeah. would he get the same level of defense? No, no. JT, in a sport full of gray areas, we have another gray area. <laughs> I, it's, it's I just- would love to hear... What I think we should all pro- probably do that at some point is give our prediction of how this all plays out. Yeah, no, I'm, I, I'm, I have that down. That I will be asking. Okay. But, but again, in a sport of gray areas, we're in a gray yeah, just, area. So, if, <laughs> if to me, it's 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 really not that difficult. I just don't know that it's going to come go that way. Is if he was supposed to have this, you know, approved before the season, and he mm-hmm. didn't. That's Pretty black and white, I think. Um, and I, there's, I mean, there are rules in place for this. I, you know, I, I completely understand the fact that if he had this condition, and mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm, then I understand. I'm not trying to to condemn him for that. You know, if there is an underlying condition, but if you're a WADA and you're looking at this, you're like, well, this is the way we lined it up. This is there. You know, there's a rule book. There's a certain things we have to go by, and none of those were followed. So. I just don't know how strict they're going to be on this because I think they're going to get they're going to come under some pressure to not look the other way but show some leniency in this. So I just, man, I we, I'm glad I'm not one of those guys right now. We we've had a little group text going about this nonstop, and I, I mean, you guys know what I feel. I feel like this is going to uh, 
just work out in the end and James pays some sort of fine and this doctor's note clears him. Because I've got 20 years of being on the pro circuit as a mechanic or as a media guy to to just show me that nothing ever really happens. I mean, after James Stewart put the police lights on his truck and got arrested, there were people, smart people, people that I trust and people that I I have a lot of respect for telling me he is going to jail. He will never race again. You know? And nothing happened. I mean, James James paid a fine. It's a community service. I just, in a sport where we don't do anything, Weege, I just think we're not going to do anything. I think this it, works well, out. That's what makes this so crazy. You are not like, I would 100% agree with you if it were just the typical operation running it. But now we have a third party, yeah. the Iwata or, or, or USADA, who has proven before that they do not operate that way. So what a collision course. Obviously, it wasn't awesome for the cycling community, for Lance Armstrong and every other top rider to be busted. I mean, it really jacked the sport, and same thing with baseball. Mm -hmm. But they couldn't stop it. You know, hey, everybody thought that home run chase in 1998 with Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa was awesome, but they had to tarnish themselves. They could not stop it. So now you're up against organizations that don't operate that way. How does it not – how is that going to not happen? How are they going to – well, we know every other sport you test. You know, you don't – you follow the rules. But this time around, we're asking for – maybe we can work around this a little bit. Uh, I just, uh, here's, here's taking – It's going to be hard. to Either direction will surprise me, to be honest. Here's taking the other side that I've got some texts and talked to some riders and people like that, that James Stewart does not have ADD. He is taking Adderall. He is focusing. What has James always sort of, what has been his bugaboo, JT, in the past? Crashes. Thank you. He hasn't crashed that much this year. He's been able to hold, I mean, we had the Anaheim Juan thing. There's no doubt someone's been talking about how he's been different this year. (laughs) Um, Maybe, if, and again, I'm not saying this. This is the... This is the other side of the fence. I want to present everything uh, every, everything on this podcast. The other side of the fence is saying, well, it's totally helping him. He doesn't have ADD. He's been taking this Adderall. He's been focusing. He hasn't been crashing as much. And he's had his best season in, uh, in three years, three or four years. Well, I'll, I'll go even further to say, even if he did have ADD or ADHD, you could say, well, if that was causing the crashes and now he has medication and is preventing the crashes, you mm-hmm. could still make the argument that that's giving him an advantage. Right. Couldn't you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Through the competition. I, I, but, and, but, and you'll take any edge you can get here. If you oh. get that guy out of racing now, next year, forever, you're a guy he thinks might beat you. Right. Why not? But this was, this was a mistake by James and his team of trainers and, and, uh, and his staff around him. He really needed to get that noted uh, before the year. Like, this this was an epic mistake by them. And we'll see if they pay. I guess that's the bottom line. Um, you know, I, that's going to be his defense, that he was prescribed it and he was supposed to take it. But, but JT, this is just this is a mistake on his part. That's the bottom line. I think it is. It's, it's an oversight. Regar- you know, regardless of the outcome, it yeah, was yeah. definitely an oversight no, on yeah. their part. No, and- no regardless, regardless of the outcome and regardless of – the taking the pill and the test itself. Yep. The bottom line, Absolutely. the bottom line, is if he was prescribed it legally, and let's give him the benefit of the doubt and say he was, he should have. The, the not getting the note in was a huge mistake. Yes, differing think, differing levels of mistake, but definitely a mistake. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, and I don't think as far as, you know, getting uh, amphetamines for, for ADHD, that's not hard to get. So I don't think anyone thinks that, that like, did you really get a prescription like that? That's not yeah, that hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, no. the note thing is really what it comes down to. Whether he has ADD or not, yeah, he, he got it prescribed. That's how he got it's it. Not it's, it's, it's not hard to get It's not hard. Yeah. But uh, this was a big mistake, no doubt about it. And, uh, and yeah. uh, so let's, let's talk about how we think this is going to play out. Um, uh, like I said, I really think he races Muddy Creek. I think he pays some sort of fine. I think he does produce this note, and we go on. We happily go on with this, and this gets buried with the uh, the police lights and everything else. Um, Brian, so what, before, before we, before we predict. Is the one that people are really equating to this. What's that, Beach? The, the Carmichael uh, bad fuel R- yes, uh, thank you. is the one that people keep drawing the parallels to. Which I was there. I was knee-deep in that as, as a member of Yamaha. We got busted, and Chad, Chad Reed got his points taken away. So you were cheaters. We were cheaters. Yep. But you had two strokes, and you just said we just need more horsepower. Let's cheat. <laughs> Roger DeCoster did a very smart thing. He looked at the the little FIM symbol um, sponsoring the super or sanctioning the Supercross series, and called them up and said, "Come on, guys!" And they said, uh, "Yeah, you're right. It wasn't that bad." So I'm not sure if you remember this, but I got mine taken away at San Francisco 2007 as well. Or it was from Phoenix, but they hand me the, the fine at yeah. Yeah, which all I did was uh, walk over, hand my money to the VP guy, and say thank you. Yeah, but right. I got my my um, points and money taken away. Well, that's how people buy drugs, JT. <laughs> and and Burner and True. Stu got got zapped at Bud's Creek, which was not FIM, so Cowie couldn't go to FIM and, and appeal to that. Roger had a smart move uh, going out and, and doing that. I mean, it was a ridiculous rule. We all know that, but in the end, JT, you lost uh, points and uh, and money. It and- cost me about. I think I figured it was around a little over seven grand. Yeah. Me. Okay, and uh, yeah. cost Chad Reed uh, twenty five points. Had to wait an extra week to clinch at the series. Cost David Villeman and poor Tyson Hatzel. He went negative. He had negative points after they took yeah, his points did. away because they just decided twenty five points right for everybody. I think. So I didn't lose my points. I just oh. got uh, I got DQ'd and right. so I didn't get my purse money. It ended up costing me in the points fund all kinds of other yeah yeah so problems. But. So again, like yeah, this is. Uh, Sort of like the fuel gate. So th- I've given my prediction. That's what I think happens. Hold on. Be- before we give prediction, though, what's, should we clarify what it will take for him to not be able to race Muddy Creek? Or do we know that? What, who would have to decide what for him not to be able to race? Uh, yeah, I-, I don't think we know, JT. I- I- in people I talk to, people in positions of authority, it seems like they're pretty confident he can race Bud's Creek. Or Muddy Creek, sorry. Um. But that's all I got. That's kind of what I'm wondering yeah. is who would who would say otherwise? <laughs> I don't would know. Would AMA Ohio have to pull his license? This is just another classic example of things that are effed up in our sport. And anybody who's been listening to my podcast or my pulp show knows that this I've always said this. It's like who's in charge? It goes back to MAG's fuel in ninety seven, to RJ's bike being underweight in eighty six, and Luna's putting his t- his tool belt on the bike. And then it passed. Like we just always have this. We just we always have this, and that's why Weege, do you, I just refuse to think it's going to happen. Weege, do you have any clarification on what would have to happen for him it, not uh, to be able to race? I think it would take because, um, like we said, there is a connection between the FIM and the AMA, and then I guess there's still a connection of some sort between AMA and DMG. But I'm really not sure at this point what uh, exactly 
like it was everything sold lock, stock, and barrel? Is it still traced back? <laughs> I think it would take the license situation. It would take pulling the license, which I know then if you're listening, you're like, well, that wouldn't be hard then to pull the license. But like Mathis is saying, from everything I'm hearing, I don't think that's necessarily in the works as of right now. I mean, maybe when the B sample goes through and they never find the note or they decide the note isn't okay, maybe that does happen. But I don't know if it's happening right now. Okay. Um, what do you think happens, Weech? Um, I agree with you. Obviously, the history of this sports indicates not much ever happens. But just to be contrarian and just to present an opposite opinion, we are dealing with WADA here or USADA, but specifically WADA, USADA being By the way, way, does anybody else think of Whataburger when they bring up WADA repeatedly? I'm sure you I do. think of uh, a, somebody from New Jersey Supercross asking where their concession stands were because they <laughs> wanted some WADA. <laughs> okay, I always think of Wada Burger, that little chain in the southern southern United States. So, yeah. okay. Anyways, Weech? Uh, I'm going to be contrarian here and say I don't see how when you have the World Anti-Doping Association involved that, like, wh- how did they just say? Ah, uh, that's all right. <laughs> how do they say that? <laughs> unless there are some, unless there's some minutia in here involving the note where, like, they got the note and it wasn't on file or they got the note and it wasn't properly handled or they didn't realize that, that it, you know what I mean? Or the B sample comes in and it proves that he doesn't have it. Something like that. That's the only thing I can think of. I cannot believe that having WADA involved, just the general, ah, that's just the way Supercross works, that's right. just the way motocross works, screw it. I don't think that's going to fly. Okay, so do you think he misses some outdoors? I'm going to be. I'm going to say he misses something. I'm going to go that far. <laughs> what, like his wallet, or, or like what do you? <laughs> he misses. His no, I, I can't figure out beyond that. I don't think he'll miss Muddy Creek. Okay. I don't think that this could possibly be resolved that quickly. That's right. Really, I, it just doesn't seem like that's possible. But if 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 Wada weighs in, I don't see them saying, "Yeah, he's fine." Which means at some point he misses right. some, some race you, somewhere. You know, something I never thought about though. Then JT brought up. Uh, what about the Lakewood tests? When do those oh, drop, yeah. right? Right? Now, that, that, that's what we're saying, people. That it would be yeah. super-duper cut and dry. I don't think there would be this battle. This is partially just right. weirdo circumstances at work here, not just the nature of the sport. Like I said, I think everyone was prepared. USADA came in, did a blood test, and they found you all gnarlied up on something. They were ready. Right. Um, this isn't quite that yet, unfortunately. What do you, think, hap- what do you think happens, JT? Uh, I'm going to say not much. I think, um, at the end of the day, they're going to find some way that this was in the pipeline and it got overlooked or something, but he had reason to take it. Uh, I think that he will lose his points and purse from Seattle Mm -hmm. as some sort of punishment that they can say we did something. Uh, I don't see him missing any races at all. I think he races any race he wants and will be on the line as he pleases. <laughs> JT, that's, one of the things my prediction. One of the things you said on our group text was that uh he gets suspended from uh, from October until November. You cannot race. Yes. You cannot race. His <laughs> his punishment will be enforced. <laughs> right. Uh, after Monster Cup. Two, yes. yeah, after Monster Cup for 2 months. Yeah. You are not allowed yeah. to race. Actually, um, actually, JT, you bring up a great point, not the October to November thing, although I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if they did that too. Um I might have to change my answer. I forgot about that. One thing we have to mention here is, uh, all along people have been saying, especially when USADA came into the Nationals, automatic to your ban, right? Automatic to your ban, right? Automatic to your ban. It is yeah. not an automatic 
to your band. Yeah. There are certain circumstances, certain chemicals. I think if you, again, were just had anabolic steroid needles sticking out of you and all of a sudden you were all juiced out, I think that's an automatic to your band. But there are certain, in the case of these, um, you know, over-the-counter prescription drug type situations, they're not automatic to your band. So, yeah, considering this is an amphetamine, and if you even read the press release that the FIM sent out, it said everyone was found clean, mm-hmm. although James Stewart did have an amphetamine in his system. So they're basically saying this is not the same level. Yeah. Just because of that, I could see them saying yes, and the penalty for that is much, much, much smaller than if he had been caught with EPO, mm-hmm. and the penalty will just be disqualification, loss of results, um, fine, warning, something like that. So, yeah, I think because of that, I'm going to have to change my answer. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's true. Okay. WADA doesn't mess around, but in this situation, they've right. pretty much said these penalties aren't as gnarly as full-on PEDs. Hey, everybody, thanks for listening to the BTOsports.com RacerX podcast with Wygant and JT. Listen to this commercial from Racetech. Save yourself money. Use the code PulpMX2014 to save yourself money at Racetech. And also uh, the BTOsports.com RacerX podcast presented by Fox Racing. Fox, 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 Fox. BTO Sports, BTO Sports, BTO Sports, BTO Sports. That should do it. Listen to this commercial. Thanks for listening. BTOsports.com RacerX podcast presented by Fox Racing. Hey, I want to talk about privateers and what they choose for suspension. Yeah, that's right. Some of the top privateers, most of the top privateers out there, choose Racetech. Long been supporting the world's fastest privateer since 1984. Michael Lieb, Vince Freeze, Chris Blows, Cody Gilmore, and many other guys uh, choose uh, Racetech Suspension, and they've been along, around a long time, and their, their work stands for itself. Don't forget, people, at least uh, change your oil in your new bike. Use Racetech to do it. Some of that stock oil isn't that good. Uh, Racetech is the world's largest aftermarket motorcycle suspension modification company. 30 years they've been supplying racers, riders, and tuners with the industry's best suspension products. Paul Fee, the owner of Racetech, one of the smartest guys out there, and uh, the creators of the do-it-yourself gold valve kit. It's a revalve in a box. Racetech.com for a full listing of suspension parts, tools, and information. Racetech. Go there. Make your bike handle better. Do it. Racetech.com. Thanks for listening. Here's something that a couple of journalists in our sport and some people on Twitter got. There t- are some? Well, media guys, I guess. Okay. Uh, the, no, actually, Lutz has – did Lutz have go to – no, Lutz dropped out of journalism class at Transworld. Was that – Yeah, was he that, went to school for it. But yes. He didn't get the degree. Right. So, but Coy Gibbs is still going with him as being – more I think he liked him more that way. Yeah, yeah, I think he did. Went to school for it, but also was pumped on the dropping out. Like, he made him cool, but knowledgeable at the same time. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so here's some other media people and uh, people on Twitter. Why do they bother testing? It's just going to open a can of worms. We don't need that in our sport. Do either one of you two agree with that? I do not. But I do not. That's okay. ridiculous. Right. JT? I, I, uh... Waffle, waffle, waffle. No, I think that I think that the people that are deciding to have testing, people saying, "Hey, we can't test for this," you know, because there's always been that mm-hmm. um, argument of, "Hey, no one's testing for this. Why? Why are you guys not testing? Why are you guys not testing every other sport test?" So I think they're just trying to alleviate that. Um, but I don't. Do I really think that they want anyone to get caught? No, of course they don't. So it's. 
they're in this really like strange place to be where they they want it to be legitimized and they want people to stop saying that we don't test for anything, but they really don't want anybody to get caught either. So (laughs) where do they go from there? Right. It should be interesting, folks. Stay tuned. Like I said, we don't know everything right now, but it should be interesting to see what happens. And, of course, like you said, Weege, it happens to James Stewart. It just it just, uh, just, just, just couldn't, uh, couldn't be anybody else. Yeah, absolutely. In all, in all directions, man. It's going to make every opinion people have on either side of it just that much more inflamed. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right now and then whenever it's final, you know, two years from now when we know for sure if he didn't miss races or not, um, I do want to say that the te- I'm all for the testing because if anyone thinks that PEDs could not help in this sport, you are either fooling yourself or you just don't know enough about it. It's, it, obviously, it absolutely does. Um, you just don't know enough about it if you don't think so. So, so okay, it helps. Without, I don't know about Adderall. Yeah. But other stuff. And but, that's, I don't think Adderall is what they did these tests to find out. It's just on the list, but I don't think that was the main. I don't think teams and riders are saying you have to start testing for Adderall. This is a huge problem. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, it certainly should get interesting from here. I just wish all of us would, our sport, all of us, our sport, the people who stand to profit from it and stand to govern it, and I just wish we could all figure something, get together and figure it out. Like, seriously, come on. It's never easy, though. Like I said, I don't think baseball, you know, they made a lot of money and put a lot of fans in the stands during the steroid era. I'm sure they weren't pumped to get those guys in trouble. These aren't easy decisions. Like, they did it. They did make the decision. They did go for it. They did penalize those guys. They did, you know, execute them publicly. But I'm sure they weren't pumped on it. It's not an easy process, no matter what sport it is or who's doing it. Right, right. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh. What else? Do you want to move on? Um, yes, I do. Oh. Well, um, we, we have... We have anything a... go down in Canada this weekend, Mathis? Oh, my God. Yeah. Anything uh, happen? Yeah, there was, a, there was a Regina race, a Regina uh, Canadian National. Um, it was a disaster on and off the track, so, oh. <laughs> some would say. Uh, complete mutter. <laughs> One second motors were canceled. Uh, the pits you could barely walk around the pits. It was just a, uh, just you know, full couldn't recognize anybody's shoes or people. Everyone, all the spectators were barefoot, just running around in the mud. It was just unbelievably wet. It had been raining all week long. Yep, uh, Bobby Canari rode great to take the win, as did Jeremy Medaglia. Rode great, MX2. Uh, that's all. No, that's Listen, not. We've talked about all that gray area. <laughs> I'm glad that's to see not. some teams trying to step outside the boundaries of gray area, and let's put things in writing. <laughs> oh, man. Let's put things in writing so everyone knows exactly where we stand. No gray area. The bikes might be white. <laughs> right, right. Or muddy in this so, case. Yeah. There was no gray area. Contractual stipulations to Steve Mathis' interview. Michael Essie, did the interview happen? Did you live up to the expectations on this contract? I did not, and for people oh. who don't know what happened, I was going around after the race, interviewing riders for the post-race podcast like I normally do uh, at every race. Uh, spoke to most of the Canadian guys and got their take on everything, and or and you know most everybody from the other team. I walk over to the Moto Concepts rig. Um, I poke my head in the truck to look for a rider. I see Vince Freeze there, and I'm like, "Hey, Vince, uh, can we can I do an interview?" And he's like, "I don't know if Tony lets me, I will." And I'm like, "What?" Tony Alessi, being the team manager. Right about then, 
as soon as Vince got those words out of his mouth, it was, hey, hey, get out of the truck. And I'm like, and I look, and there's Tony, very angry with me. Now, keep in mind, after Lasergate, I have not spoken a word to Tony Alessi. He's never apologized to me personally. I feel he was way out of line. And truthfully, I don't want to talk to him. I don't need to talk to him. And he doesn't need to talk to me. But I have talked to Mike Alessi after the races. Uh, and I've talked to Kyle Cunningham, who rode Supercross for them after the races. I talked to Mike Genova, the owner of the team. I'd been underneath their tent talking more than a few times. I assumed I was okay in Canada to go talk to Mike or Vince. Yeah. But I was not. Tony. Well, you just got to agree to the. Uh, Tony. Put it in writing. Yes. No gray area, man. Just agree. Tony yeah. whipped right. out a terms and conditions, uh, handwritten on a, on, a, on a piece of paper. That I must uh, uh, clear everything with Mike Genova at Moto Concepts. Whatever I'm going to write about the team and the series and the riders. I must uh, uh, just upgrade. I must only talk and upgrade, quote-unquote, those were his words, upgrade the uh, series and riders in whatever I write. I must ask permission to enter the tent. And I must conduct the interviews at 5 o'clock underneath the tent. Oh, and the last condition was, I must not tell anybody about any of these conditions. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and there was a spot for me to sign. So Tony whips this out and goes, you need to sign this. I started laughing. For real. And then I looked at him, and I'm like, you're serious. And he goes, yeah, you have to sign this right now. And I go, Tony, you know Mike was on the Pulp Show three weeks ago talking about the Canadian Nationals, and it was all positive. I just spoke to him about the series and his first round and how he liked it, and Tony goes, yep, 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 sign this, sign this. And I look at Vince, and Vince is like, sort of like, eh? And I'm like, okay, I'm not signing this. And he's like, well, you can't do the interview. And I'm like, I'm not signing this, but I am going to take this and review it. And he goes, <laughs> he goes that can't leave the tent. And I go, no, no, no. I have to review this. And I might even tweet it. <laughs> and I folded up and put it in my pocket, and guys, Tony lost it. First of all, would you have signed anything like that, Weege? No. Okay, JT, would you ever have signed that? I mean, <laughs> no. No, I mean, no. I'm, 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 of course not. I'm just trying to, you know, like. Of course not. There's some. I guarantee you, there's people out there who think I should have signed that because that's the way. I the would world. never sign anything that didn't have my. <laughs> Real name on it. Well, that's, that's number one. He spelt my last name wrong. Number two, he had no copy for me. Generally speaking, when you sign contracts, do you not have a copy for yourself? Yes. Right. Well, well I've, I've had some contracts. You, yes. Some of my rider contracts, I'm I'm just gonna stay out of that on because yeah, they're, <laughs> they're worthless anyway. <laughs> right. Right. I don't think I got a copy. I know I didn't get anything that was written on it. Right. Right. <laughs> right. So. um Tony lost it, and I walked out of the tent. Like, I'm not doing the interviews. I'm not agreeing to that. I would never agree to having a team owner look over my story or whatever. Now, keep in mind, folks, I was there for a post-race podcast about the race itself. But in full disclosure, I had texted Mike Genova, the owner, and said, hey, are you going to be at the race? He said no. I said, okay, we're thinking of doing a Racer X story about how the team is doing in Canada. Uh, but I didn't say we were doing it, but we're thinking of it. I, I don't have the ultimate say on that, but it is something that I came up with. Like, hey, how is this Mike, Mike Alessi, one of the very best outdoor riders, I don't know, in the world, right? Probably. I mean, top 10 yep. outdoor rider in the world. Yep. Um, yeah. How is he enjoying this time in Canadian Nationals? So 
That is why, obviously, Genova had spoken to Tony, and that is why this these conditions were met. It was for this possible feature. I was not there to do the feature at that time, but they don't know that. But even still, I, I may have taken some quotes. This was a strictly a post race podcast. Uh, there wasn't it wasn't really the time nor the place to do a, the full feature. But I would have called them this week and and gotten quotes I needed from the feature. Anyways. So they thought this was maybe something to do with the feature. It wasn't. Either way, feature or post-race podcast, I would not have agreed at the team owner looking at it and and uh, and and then saying, what kind of person makes an agreement and then says, you can't tell anybody about this agreement? Like, that's just the, the cherry on top. I don't know what was better. You can't tell anybody about this agreement or you have to ask to enter our tent. I don't know what, what is better. So then... I take the agreement, I say, I'm going to have to review this and maybe tweet it, and he loses it. He starts calling me a mother effer. He says, you're not protected here. You're not protected here. And I'm like, okay. I said, Tony, get away. He's, he's following me. I, he asked me if I want to go. I don't know what that means. I assume <laughs> fight. I don't think it was, I don't think he meant to Tim Hortons. Well, the, the motos were canceled, so maybe he just meant leave. Yeah, yeah, no, perhaps, yeah, just you just want to go. Like, just, yeah. Because I tell you all the time when I stay with you on the weekends, I'm always asking you, do you want to go? Right. And we go. Right, yeah. right, yeah, it could have just been that. Then he said, you're not protected here. Uh, nobody likes you down there. Nobody likes you up here. You are just here to talk shit on my team and this series. And I thought to myself, well, I, I said to Tony, Tony, you realize I'm Canadian. I go to one of these every year, one or two of these. This is what I, I, I it's my off weekend. I like this. I like these guys. These are my friends. This is my series. So um, it was a, a, just a shit show. So he follows me into the leading edge tent. And now I think to myself, wait a minute. He told me I had to ask to come in, this t- in his tent. Now he's in the leading edge tent. And I go, Tony, you're in their tent. You have to ask to come in. And the, and the owner of Leading Edge, Jason Hughes, now Austin Politelli and Jeremy Medaglia are there and a couple of other guys. The owner of Leading Edge, because he's yelling, he's screaming, it's very vocal. Uh, the owner of Leading Edge gives him the shooing motion with his hand, like, get out. So Tony steps back, continues to yell at me, then attempts to throw the rain gutter at me. You know, the thing that comes off the tent? He attempts to grab that and throw it at me, but it's stuck in the mud, so it doesn't even come close to me. Um, so I could have dangerous rain, plastic rain gutter in my head. Um, yeah, it was, it was, I mean, I, I, honestly, the guy is out of hand. So uh, here's the thing. Here's, he, do you guys think like I should have not tweeted that and talked about it? Nah, I'm all for it. <laughs> JT? Um, I think it's all right. I think, uh, well, you know, there's been a lot of people complaining about you publicizing it and, Honestly, I think that's kind of what Twitter's all about. To be to be fair, well, you know, you didn't you didn't write a story on it. You didn't publish an article. You didn't, you know, yeah, it, yeah. It, you just tweeted it. So yeah, yeah. that's your that's your personal social media outlet. You didn't write it on RacerX Online. You know, their yeah. their Twitter. Uh, I this is your Twitter to do what you feel you want to do with. So yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah. Who am I to tell you what you should well, and shouldn't tweet? Here's the thing. I'd gone over there. And Tony goes, you have to sign these terms and conditions. I go, I'm not signing this. And I walk away. And Tony goes, okay, you can't do the interview. And I walk away. Right? And I, I might have tweeted it. I might have talked about it later and just laughed about this piece of paper. 
The fact that he called me a mother effer repeatedly, asked me if I wanted to go, yelled in my face, kind of pushed me, guys. Seriously, he sort of pushed my shoulder. Like, again, like if I was some hothead and combined this with Washugal, I could have dropped the guy, right? Like, I'm just not that type of person. But there was physical touching by Tony. So, combined with all that, I feel like, look, you don't get to talk to somebody like that. You do not get to fly off the handle and not pay the price. I will tell the world about your douchebaggery. You deserve this. And maybe the next time when you think about being a massive a-hole, you stop and think maybe someone will, will, will tweet this. That's my thinking. Like, you don't get to be like that. You don't get to do that. Had he just said, you're not going to sign it, you're not talking to my riders, who knows what I would have done. I would have laughed about this thing, but the, the reaction was out of line again, uh, and that's why. That's why, I, that's why I did that. So. Yeah, I agree. He didn't earn, he didn't earn like, that's a favor for him to be like, hey, let's just be, keep this thing between you and me. But he didn't earn a favor. He didn't no. earn that, that favor. I mean, we've all been in situations where someone we knew or friends with or someone who had done something cool for us or vice versa, whatever, we're like, hey, man, I'll help you out here. We'll just, let's just pretend it's never happened or let's not talk about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But that's when you feel like, hey, you guys are acting in good faith with each other. You're helping each other out. Why would you owe him that? Exactly. Exactly. I mean, yeah. just and I, and again, like people are like, he's got it out for them. When have I ever had it out for Moto Concepts? Michael Lessie has been on my show when when he T-bone Brock Tickle. Mike Genova asked if he could have Mike on to explain his side, and I brought him on, and I brought Mike Genova on. Uh, after the Laser Gate thing, they asked to come on. I said, you guys can come on. I reported Jeff at Washougal, got kicked out, kicked out. I was absolutely right. I nailed it. That's, that's what happened. What have I ever done to be like, you're out to get us? This is what's crazy to me. You know what I think it is? Um, when they decided to go to Canada, uh, I think it was in Racerhead or somewhere, we had you weigh in on it, so to speak. Like, what do you think of this move? And you did not say it's an awesome move. No, no. And I think in, in the world that Tony Alessi lives in, that was out to get him. Like, they think this is a great move. They wouldn't be doing it if it wasn't, right? So when you say there's not much press in Canada, if he couldn't get the support he wanted winning in the United States or doing well in the United States, it certainly isn't going to happen by going up there. I'm familiar with these races. I know these races. It's not going to work the way they probably think it is. He probably, in his mind, says, that's not true. I know these races are awesome, and that's why we're here. Mathis is only saying this because he disparages everything we do because he hates us. I'm sure that's how he thinks of it. I mean, I'm Canadian. I'm the one going and giving these Canadian guys press down here. I have these podcasts with these guys. Weed, you don't even want to run my Canadian prediction podcasts. Um, but I'm we didn't, did we? No, you, tell no we. you didn't. But I still oh, do them. Okay. okay, no, no, but I still do them. Like, I don't care. I'm passionate. I, I like the Canadian guys. I still think it was a bad move. Mike's a world-class outdoor rider. He needs to be racing in America where the best riders in the world, except for Antonio Caroli, are. Like, that's what I feel. Yeah, we know you're coming from fairness. Like, we know we're c- you're coming from a place of unbiasedness. Like, you have every reason to be biased for the Canadians yeah, or not. So right, it's pretty, right. We know that. I would think most reasonable people know that. But dare I use the words, we're not dealing with reasonable people. JT, how do you handle, Tony, this whole thing if, if you're me? I don't know because I've never, I've never 
had an experience like that with Tony before. It's always been fairly civil. So I would probably be shocked, A. Uh, for sure, I would just be like, no, you're, you're out of your mind. A, you spelled, that's not my name. B, <laughs> I would n- never sign that. Uh, and s- there's just a lot of things about that letter that are just completely ridiculous. Guys, when's, so, okay, when's the last time, look at Washougal, and you guys, were you either one of you there? No, I don't think you saw it. Weege was. No, I was there. No, Weege was. Oh, Weege yeah. saw that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I was Jay- there because um, right. Kawasaki team sent me over there because they knew if <laughs> they were there, it would be a little weird, so they wanted a full report. Right. So, JT, you saw the video anyways, and you talked to a lot of people who were there. And, like, the things that Tony was doing at Washougal to me, and this weekend, again, my explanation, like, he's lucky I didn't punch him. Like, I'm not – like, like 50% of the world would have punched him. Right? Like you uh, don't, yeah, I, yeah I don't I don't know. Well, okay, I, but I I'm, I'm saying I mean, like, I definitely think there was a it there, could have spiraled very easily there, out of control. There's a yeah. segment of the population out there in the world that would never let this guy do these things without punching him. And now you have the police I involved. Very, now, I, I right, definitely agree. Right. And now you have the police involved and now who knows what goes from there. Now that's not in my makeup to punch the guy and I'm not that type of guy. I've been in a fight for a while. But like I really wonder like Tony, you're going to get punched out. One of, if you keep acting like this to people, and there's, there's other people in the industry that he's freaked out on and done the same thing, you're going to get punched. Like, you don't act. That's not the right human beings act. Never mind fathers slash team managers. Like, that's incredible to me. To me, it's like, if I'm Genova, Mike Genova, the owner, who I like, I don't always agree with, but I like Mike Genova, I may be getting him some counseling. Seriously. It all comes down to if they are able to convince themselves of their position through and through. Like, if everyone agrees, if Genova also thinks, like Tony does, that this series is good for them, it's a great series, it's the right move for them, they know they're right, and they think you're coming from a place of you just trashed them for no reason because you have it out for them, then I think it's a lot harder for Genova to say, yeah, you need help, Tony, if that wasn't justified. That's the whole problem. If they're all on the same page, then I don't think they think they have an issue. I don't think normal human beings act like Tony did. I simply said, I'm not signing this, but I am going to review it. That's what I said. At Washougal, I simply reported the facts. So, like, to me, normal human beings don't act like that. And you're, Tony, if I'm Genova, I'm saying, Tony, you're going to get punched out by someone who's not as calm and rational as Mathis, who was actually laughing. Like, that's seriously, and I'm being dead serious. The guy need. I mean, I think he needs some help. He needs some sort of help. Yeah, <laughs> that, for him to get that mad over that. Right, right. Bad. I mean, the whole, the whole terms and conditions is hilarious. Spelling of my name wrong. You know, this and that. Here's, and here's another thing about those terms and conditions. It wasn't, it's out of line. It's, it's, in, it's insane to think I would sign that. But what really thinks, makes me think, like, there's something going on that's that's massively wrong in Tony Alessi's head, is he said you cannot tell anybody about these terms and conditions. So now you're being sneaky and underhanded about this. Like if you're if you're just if those are your conditions and I don't agree with them and life goes on, we all walk away. But you're putting terms and conditions and then you're saying I can't tell anybody about them. That's just that's dirty pool in my eyes. Never mind, I would never sign anything else. But that last condition, I'm like, come on. Right? I mean, there are some contracts that are going to say that, though. I mean, I think every 
rider who's ever left a team in this sport has some deal like if this gets ter- if this deal gets terminated, there will be a you know gag order. Or do not ever speak publicly. Well, but that's if it gets terminated. Yes, so. but that gets that's if it gets terminated. You know, you don't sign a contract. I think that says you can't you can't tell anybody about this contract. Like, hey, Jake Weimer, you're signing with Factory Cowie. You can't tell anybody. Like, what? We're all yeah, yeah, there, there yeah. Are, and there especially. Are, I mean, in this case, they're expecting you to hold to that without signing it. But there are provisions. There are provisions that say you can't talk about the terms of the contract. There are those. Yeah, but there. Were, yeah, that does happen. There were no real like terms where the, what they were doing for me. It was just all I got to well, do this the, for them. But okay, that, all right. That part yeah. of it, I can I can understand them saying if you sign this, you are not allowed to talk about the terms of this, and it could, because of a writer's salary, things like that are, are well, definitely well, in a contract like that. Of course, but for them to try to hold you to that when you refuse to sign it is is awesome to me. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's unbelievable. Um, so yeah, yeah. silence yeah. gag orders, whatever you want to call it, that does happen in contracts all the time. The difference is you didn't sign this one. And I guess he was still mad because he flew off the handle when you said I'm taking this with me. Yes, I said I'm going to review this. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> There's not a person on earth expecting someone to sign a contract that'd be like, I need to look over this. It's a contract, right? So you have every right to. Yeah, I know this is handwritten. It's kind of a joke, <laughs> but still, technically, I could be like, Hey, I got to present this to Davey Coombs because we're well, doing not the, the first, to my the first thing. Or my agent, yeah. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Totally the first, that's the first thing anybody would. With. Yeah. The first thing anybody anybody's ever going to say is, I need to have someone look over this. That's smarter than me you know yeah yeah it's period honestly uh yeah he's out of line again and here we go once again but uh, so i did not get to my vince freezer michael lessey interview freeze uh was fourth and um dropped back to 11th after some crashes in the mud mike was stuck in the mud for a long long time got lapped and still got fourth that's how bad it was so um it was it was a shit show and by the way uh no one here's my prediction for the rest of the series. Vince Freeze is going to get in a fist fight with somebody. There's about 12 people that want to kick the crap out of him right now. And now, I didn't see anything, but there's GoPro videos apparently. There's conversations being had. Vince Freeze right now is not making any friends in the MX2 class. So Welcome to my world. <laughs> we all talked about a, a, a calmer, saner Vince Freeze. Well, right or wrong, folks. I'm telling you right now, there's seven or eight people in the class that have beasts with him and things on video and Vince asking them if they want to fight, et cetera, et cetera. Something's going to happen. We have, we have five rounds, uh, six rounds left. So, Color me not surprised. Uh, yep, exactly. Um, okay, the last – well, what I, was, what I wanted to tackle was this <laughs> – they say things happen in threes. So uh, we have the Stewart. We had the Tony Alessi meltdown. Now we have at a Loretta Lynn's, was it a regional or an area qualifier? What do we know? That was at a regional. A regional qualifier. There was a transgender person, a, a person born as a man and switched, uh, turned into a girl uh, racing the women's class that got disqualified. Who wants this? <laughs> Who wants this? <laughs> this is t- like, I saw a movie called Ladybugs. That was like this. <laughs> Uh, also, motocross. Maybe we should call Andy Harrington. He might know a, a little <laughs> bit about this. But the, the in motocross, it was the girl racing the guys' class, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. Was, uh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Her brother got hurt. So, he filled in. That was the Disney movie. If people don't know what we're talking about, right? Right. So Apparently, this good. was a as far as Daniel West. Go, it was 
Yeah. Okay, JT. I was just going to say, apparently this was a Daniel West, is the, the gentleman's name that was racing under the uh, not gentleman's name of Danielle West. Um, so I, I don't – there's, there's a lot of lot – of, uh, <laughs> A lot of ins and outs. Know, a lot of ins and outs in this case. Uh, a lot of things have come to light. Uh, but apparently he was disqualified – he or she was disqualified for uh, – I'm not sh- – I'm not even sure of the the how, yeah. How do you anatomical um, details of this? Yeah, so we don't know if Danielle went through surgeries or anything. We don't know. No, I asked uh, today if we had any info on it, and I guess um, this will eventually become just to make this conversation go full circle. Yeah, this will, I believe, eventually become an AMA Ohio issue. The traditional AMA we know as AMA, they're going to be the ones that have to sort this out. I don't know any other details. So Maybe in a couple of days or the end of the week, they might have sorted it out, and then we could find out more. Did she, did she get protested, or what? Did the other people sort of know what was going on? How did this come to light? Do we know that about how Danielle was found out to be born a man? No, I don't know that. Okay, I don't even know. How and we don't know if the surgery happened. We do know that this is a ginormous mess, right? Like oh, this God. is. How did Danielle do? Did she win? Do we know? I think she was disqualified from the final moto, but I'm not oh, sure what okay. her actual results were up to that point. Hey, listen, like it's 2014. There's more and more of this kind of stuff going on. Like there has to be now. I imagine there has to be a set of rules made up for this. I I don't know. Like obviously, there's something in the Olympics for this, right? I think there was a case a couple years ago. Where, has to have been in a variety. Of yeah, things. I can't imagine this is new. Right. But, of course, motocross being motocross, none of us really think about it and think that ahead about, like, hey, what happens if this goes on? There's no doubt motocross is a physically demanding sport and a, a man has, uh, is stronger than women for the most part. Gotta, I'm always going to get – got to dance around this. But JT being a man in – having a man's body in the women's class would be an advantage. I would assume so, yes. You're, yeah, you know, right. guys are built. They're going to – be much stronger you know, yes. physically, naturally. Uh, I would think it would be definitely more performance-enhancing than Adderall. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so. Right. Just to bring it back around. Uh, good luck to everybody in this case. Uh, <laughs> good luck to Danielle, the AMA, the competitor. Daniel. Daniel, and I, good luck because I don't know how this – I don't know how you sort something like this out, Weege. I don't know. Like, what do you do? Yeah, I don't know. Like, and to bring this full circle again, glad in these moments we are not in charge. Right, right. Be it Adderall, Wada USADA, FIM, DMG, AMA, what means what, or this one. Weech, have you ever, let's ask, let me ask this. You're at Loretta Lynn's every year. Uh, women's class been racing there forever. Was there ever sort of, like, this kind of rumor? There's a story that's a complete joke that oh. they did as a prank on somebody that's pretty funny. Um, the one year when there was a new, uh, I think it was the first year I was there. It's like early 2000s, and there was a new uh, AMA manager for that event, like motocross manager, or amateur racing manager, whatever it was. And as a little like welcome aboard uh, indoctrination, just to mess with the guy, they had written up a protest <laughs> that said something like this had happened. And then uh, it was just a, yeah. it was just a joke in the end. It was just to see like. You know, hey, you're under fire now. You got to yeah. make the hard decisions. Here's this one's going to be tough on you. Wow! And now, we're, um, 
But because obviously, yeah, that would be one of the toughest decisions anyone would have to make. Like, hey, welcome first day in the job. So yeah, these dudes who are really going to have to deal with it now. Okay, let's Whew. let's let's because that's what we do in our podcast. We we make predictions. Ah, uh, how does this sort out? Would you, JT, if you're the AMA in Ohio, do you let Danielle race? I do whatever I can to avoid a huge lawsuit. <laughs> Uh, that's what I do. Weege, what about you? Yeah, that's what it's going to come down to. This is lawyer, this is lawyered up for here's, sure on both sides. Here's what I say. So that's it. You just do everything you can to try to keep this thing out of court. Here's what I say. If Daniel went and had his bits removed, you're good to go. That's that's where I draw the line. Like if you're if you're gnarly and you're that into it that you get the surgery. Sorry, man. Yeah, you're in. You're, you are now. Well, what about all the what about all the testosterone that Danielle has had her whole life to build muscle, uh, be stronger? Nah, Isn't look, that a you, unfair advantage. Uh, perhaps, but you're so gnarly. You had the surgery. You're good. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> there's a gnarliness test, dude. Like, if you've done a certain amount of gnarliness, we know you get a little. If you're committed enough, if you're committed enough to be to get the bits removed and take the estrogen. You know that's what I think. That's what the, the, my wife watches True Life all the time on MTV. So um, this is, I've learned a little. If you're taking estrogen and you're getting your bits removed, you're all in, and you are a WMX rider. That is my prediction. But if you still have your bits, you're sort of you're dressing weird. You're not really. You know you you're kind of confused. I I could get that. I get that. I get I get that people are like, wait a minute. You know what are you what are you doing here? Um, but if you're if you if you're all in, man, you're you're that's it. You're WMX. So that's my that's my dividing line. Keep in mind I'm not a lawyer. I, I see the point there that you could make though, which is that if you've gone through with it, yeah, this is done, yeah. What are you supposed to do? Right. Like the argument you can make is so we're just I'm never allowed to compete in sports ever. Right, right, yeah. Like I like here I am, I made this huge massive leap and I'm now a woman. I want to now lead my life like a regular life. So yeah, and that will be part of it. Yeah, so that's why there. I'm going to imagine lawsuits coming on all sides. Uh, holy that, crap! That's 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 my line in the in the sand. Gnarliness. Would gnarliness be used in court? Would the whole gnarliness hold up in court? I would say. Do you still have your bits? No, you're a woman. Boom. There you go. But how could if she's that gnarly? How could she be balls out? Mmm. Mm. Good one. Good one. Ah. Uh, Balls Make off. it literally impossible for her to take him out and put him on the handlebars. Balls off. <laughs> so she, castration. She has gone balls off. Castration is the line. Yep, she has gone balls off. That's what okay. you do. You just modify it a little bit. Good luck to the AMA on this. Good luck to WADA. Good luck to USADA. <laughs> you know, uh, I say good luck to all these people. Good luck to Tony, too, <laughs> by the way. I was going to say, <laughs> throw Tony in there, too. Uh, good luck to Tony in this also. Um for all the help that I feel like he needs in this. So, all right, the BTOsports.com RacerX podcast emergency pod has, uh, has finished. Jason Wygant, Jason Thomas, I think we've, uh, we've basically said this whole pod that uh, just wait and see, people. It's a mess. That's basically what we could have. We could have just started and stopped with that. So, yes. Right. Yes. Um, all right, guys, thank you. See you. See you, guys. See you. This has been the BTOsports.com podcast show presented by Fox Racing.
Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck is that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunis. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And McGill was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right, and, right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't been there. The Hurricane, Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. Absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Holland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home. And once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse. I mean, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Go circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled pit and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny Omar. Stuff that you could, you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it. You just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes store to enjoy these and over 500 more great motocross podcasts. The